Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I am a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of human trafficking, child abuse, and of course, can you keep a secret? Keep a secret. Knowing how to respond to the question. Over the following weeks and months, I'm going to take a look at some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way that you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of this show, where I'll be sharing not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of this show. Let's talk about the blackout challenge that is on TikTok at the moment. I found an article that was written and it shares here that Italy is targeting TikTok after the death of a child in the blackout challenge. And this article is from the 21st of January, 2021. And it shares how prosecutors have opened an investigation into the death of a young girl who participated in a choking game that was shared on this TikTok platform. Her death has triggered outrage across Italy. In fact, the Italian authorities have opened an investigation into the accidental death of this 10-year-old girl in Sicily who allegedly took part in the so-called blackout challenge whilst using the video sharing network TikTok. Following a ruling that the girl died of asphyxiation, Italy's Data Protection Authority said it was imposing an immediate temporary block on TikTok's access to data for any user whose age could not be verified. It goes on to say that under the TikTok terms and conditions, the users must be at least 13 years of age. However, from me having personally viewed various TikTok videos that are being posted up on Facebook, many of the individuals who are being filmed on TikTok are much younger than their 13 years. Can I say that it is indeed possible that some of these users who are being filmed are actually under 13? That is highly possible because, of course, we don't know who's behind the camera. We see the person who is in front of the camera, but I believe it is highly possible. Just as with Facebook, there's an age restriction. Many young people are on Facebook, although they are under the age of which Facebook authorizes users to be a part of that platform. It says here that the child died in a Palermo hospital after being found on Wednesday by her five-year-old sister at home in the bathroom with her cell phone, which was seized by police. Her parents said she had been participating in the so-called blackout challenge on TikTok, placing a belt around her neck and holding her breath while recording herself on her cell phone. Her father says that TikTok was her world as well as YouTube, and that is how she spent her time. The blackout challenge, also referred to as scarfing or the choking game, and which restricts oxygen to the brain, results in a high and has been circulated on various social media platforms worldwide. Now, this is a grave concern 
because we have children, whether 13 or under, who are participating in this challenge. It says here, the safety of TikTok community is our absolute priority. For this motive, we do not allow any contact content sorry, that encourages, promotes or glorifies behavior that could be dangerous. And that was what was quoted by a TikTok spokesperson. That may be the case, however, what is being done to safeguard and protect viewers, consumers of TikTok from engaging in such activities? The problem is, unfortunately, we are now in a day and age where social media has become the hit thing. This means that people are watching things on TikTok and emulating what they see. When I was in high school, there was a program called Jack Us, and this is actually where these Americans would engage in very bizarre, sick and disturbing activities with cameras filming, and they would play this on the television. And of course, there'd be a warning at the beginning to say, don't try this at home, but indeed there were people who did that. However, when I was in high school, we did not have internet. Internet came about, and it was a slow and gradual process, but our phones were button phones. And what I mean by that, they were phones with buttons. Touch screens do not have buttons. They are a screen that you can touch. But in the old days, at the time when phones and internet was just coming about, we had what was more simplistic. We had a phone with buttons. We had dial-up internet, which was incredibly slow. And back in the day, we, in the all-girls school I attended, would go into chat rooms and we would talk to other people, naively believing they were the same age as us. I even had a friend who told me that she planned to meet somebody. I don't recall if she did or not. However, going to an all-girls school, of course, our desire, once we get to a certain age, is to interact and engage with boys, which, of course, you could say is reasonable. It doesn't mean to say you would necessarily endorse or agree with us engaging in such lifestyles. However, we were exploring. And when I was a child, our exploration was a lot more innocent than it is in this present day and age. And what I mean by that is when I was in high school, it was an all-girls school, and being a lesbian or bisexual was not something that was encouraged or talked about. In fact, it was the anomaly. Nowadays, everybody is a bisexual, a lesbian, or an LGBTQXYZ+, or a saposexual. Anything goes nowadays. When I was a child, we were very innocent. We didn't have these various apps. In fact, when I was a child, we would spend time in relationship with one another. Because back then, when phones first came into existence, we had to pay for text messages. And so we used to get really good at writing text messages with abbreviated words. There was even a book I purchased which has all the different abbreviations. Of course, many of us didn't know all of them. But there are ones that we would use. So we would use the word eight and would put an L in front to say late. And we would use these types of ways of communicating which would have meant that our spelling wouldn't be that great, or so you would think. However, I would feel that nowadays, spelling is a lot worse. Why is that? Predictive text. When we text nowadays, we just press buttons. We don't have to actually type out the words, T-H-E-W-O-R-D-S. In fact, when we press the letter T, words come up, predictive technology. And so therefore, I would say now we're in a day and age where, in fact, we're probably going to struggle a little bit more with spelling because we're not having to spell. The words are already there. And that is probably why we may have more typos. Because after all, if we're not very good at spelling, the two words look similar. We pick the first one that pops up to us. 
At the same time, I would say that the way things have changed are better because at least we're not using all these abbreviations. We're not speaking in these abbreviated terminology. However, technology changes, technology improves, and that is a brilliant thing. I do not believe anything in its entirety, anything in its original form is sinful. For example, grapes are not sinful, but drinking wine and becoming drunk would be sinful. We know that Jesus turned water into wine, and of course there's a lot of debate over did the wine have alcohol, was the alcohol removed? Irrespective of that, Jesus turned water into wine, but the Bible says, do not be drunk on wine, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's not forget that alcohol is often referred to as spirit, right? But the Bible is saying, be filled by the Holy Spirit, not by spirits, by alcoholic beverages. What about sex? Sex is not a sin. However, sex outside the confines of marriage, pornographic sex is a sin. Tobacco in its natural state, marijuana in its natural state are plants. They are not sin. But when you choose to smoke that, then that changes the dynamics. In the same way, we have modern technology. We have television, radio, we have the internet. These things have come into being. Many households, regardless of race, ethnicity, religion, beliefs, many households have a device. Back in the old days, it'd be a television. Nowadays, people don't even need to have a television. They simply need to have a screen. That screen may be an electronic device, such as a computer, an iPad, a laptop, but a screen because people are now streaming television through other devices. I remember when I purchased a laptop many years ago, when I purchased this laptop, it had the television on it. That was really exciting for me. I hardly used it, but I bought it because of this feature of having TV on the laptop. We have come a long way. Things have changed. Technology has improved and we are becoming a lot more wiser, a lot more educated, but sadly, often in the wrong ways. TikTok comes out of China. And originally, when people were using TikTok, they were using it to dance. Those dance may be quirky, they may be funny, but of course, what started off innocently enough has now moved into a lot of sexualized dancing. And then we have dancing where the child is not fully clothed or in a sexy pose or sexy position. In fact, I heard of a young girl and this girl, she was groomed through TikTok. How? She had made TikTok videos singing in the shower. She was innocent. She was naive and innocent. And she had made this video, I'm presuming, for her friends to view. She did not make it with any intent or malice for it to end up in the hands of a pedophile who would groom her. I don't believe that she was abused sexually, but that was his intention. The problem is when parents give their children cell phones, give them free access to the internet, parents are not supervising what their children are getting up to. When we think about the article I just read, these Italian parents are saying, Tic Tac is our daughter's world. They are saying that their daughter is engaged in this blackout challenge. In other words, it wasn't a lack of knowledge. The parents had knowledge of what their daughter was doing. However, they did nothing to safeguard and protect her from dying. Can you be with your children all the time? Of course not. But at the same time, you need to know enough about your children. You need to be enough in their world, insert yourself into their world so that you can be on the loop. You can be in the know. I don't ever use the term awareness because awareness is knowing and doing nothing, but so that you can truly understand what your children are doing, why they're doing it. I understand that children will do what they want to do. No matter how you want to safeguard and protect them, children are young, they're innocent, they're naive. 
when I was in high school and my friend wanted to go and meet this guy off the internet, we did consider the possibility he wasn't who he said he was. I mean, from what I remember, I believe that she actually had spoken to him on the phone. She'd heard his voice. And of course, it's possible he could have changed his voice. But if he's allegedly 13 or 16, surely he's going to sound like that. But at the same time, there are boys who have developed a lot faster than their peers and sound a lot more mature. Even if a person sends you a photograph, there are in fact apps where you can create an imagery of a person who doesn't even exist. And in the Philippines, on the crackdown of child abuse, cyber sex trafficking, they have created this sort of app or this animated individual who is not real. In fact, she is a child and what they do, they have an adult who impersonates her. This female adult goes into chat rooms, talks to these men, tries to lure these pedophiles to draw them out. And she is not physically seen because she is under the guise of this automated, this imagery. And so these men think they are communicating to a child. If a person, if a police force, if an individual is able to create and design such an individual who isn't real, who's able to emulate being a child to smear pimps, traffickers, abusers, pedophiles for the purpose of having them being arrested, charged and convicted, what more can the perpetrator do? He can likewise create, he can likewise design an individual or purchase a photograph or photographs of a person who does not even exist so that he can keep his cover of being a 13 year old. Children need their parents to protect them from what may seem innocent enough. With this TikTok blackout challenge, it is really sad because we've even got a young guy who actually was doing another TikTok. And this young guy in India decided to walk along the railway tracks to make a video to increase his followers and his life was taken. There's even a young girl who took a selfie photograph on a bridge and she fell to her death. Another young Japanese student around 20, she stood on the other side of the railing of the Niagara Falls and she fell to her death. Because we want to get the best photograph, the best picture, the best shot, the best selfie, we put ourselves in positions where we may become seriously injured or, worst case scenario, lose our life all at the cost of followers. That is how things have changed. Unfortunately, in this day and age, it is not how it used to be. That means protecting and safeguarding your children goes beyond stranger danger goes beyond concerning about where they go after school and whose house they're at. It goes beyond all of that to the point of what are they looking at on social media? What are they being exposed to? What are they, what are they engaging in? Who are they engaging with? Because we've got to realize that it is not always about predators. It could be a peer. It could simply be the local fad, the local, the local fad. I send, I say that in the sense of, when people are watching what is going on on social media, they get drawn into that thing. They get drawn into it. They want to have followers. They want to become an influencer. Nowadays, things have changed. It is not how it used to be in the sense of in the olden days. And I'm just talking about 20 years ago. When we wanted to get a job, we would prepare a resume. We would prepare a cover letter and we would apply for jobs by post, back in the day by post, and then of course via email. Nowadays, it is not even about getting a job, working hard and making money. Nowadays, it is about being on the internet, posting foolishness, because when you post foolishness, you'll get followers. 
And when you can get a certain number of followers, we're talking about a million followers, then companies will hire you as an influencer to use their products. I even saw something on the internet about a young child and this young child has his YouTube channel. He's under the age of 10, if I remember correctly, and he plays with toys. And so you're watching him play with toys. We've even got young girls, usually in the US, who will talk to you about makeup or, for example, just talk to you about their day. And so you will follow them around because you're watching them on social media going about their day, eating their breakfast, going to the mall. This, I believe, has kind of stemmed out of virtual reality. And when I say virtual reality, I'm talking about not virtual reality where we are watching with our eyes something or I'm referring to the virtual reality that has come about as a result of the reality TV. We have virtual reality, we have reality TV. They're very much interlinked. We have even 3D. So things are changing where we're trying to make everything become more real. The virtual reality makes things come to life. The reality TV is when we're seeing a person's life. And so we're combining the two. Although with TikTok, it is not virtual reality. It is bringing life to you. It's bringing it into your home. And so from reality TV, where we're watching Big Brother back in the day, and we're excited for the next episode, and we're watching and we're viewing, and we're seeing and observing whatever is going on, when we have watched and observed, we either emulate what we see or it becomes a topic of discussion. I remember when I watched Big Brother and one of the contestants, this was the initial, the first Big Brother, they had a cut in the eyebrow. I don't know if that was for design purposes or style or whether they had an accident. But I remember when we all watched that, guys and girls were getting a little cut in the eyebrow because we sort of emulated it. Think about it, a little cut in the eyebrow, the eyebrow's going to grow back. It's not permanent. But of course, when you put a belt around your neck and you suffocate yourself in a blackout challenge, that may be permanent. What was innocent when it came to Big Brother has now turned where people are getting kicks. Right now we're in a lockdown still. And for some of us conspiracy theorists, it looks like population control. People are dying all the time. People are being taken out. But of course, there are those who like to get kicks out of it. What I'm talking about is snuff movies. There are people who will pay money to watch a person take their life or to watch one person take the life of another or others. These are snuff movies. Such things exist on the dark web. In fact, there's a movie I watched, and it was indeed a movie, which was about a snuff movie. The fact of the matter is, entertainment has its purposes. Entertainment can be good, but entertainment can be harmful. And the challenge is that, although these young people maybe have aspirations for their future, the aspirations are not how they used to be when I was in school, of let's say becoming a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, the aspirations are of having followers and likes. And people become very depressed when they do not get likes. It's interesting because even for myself, I will put a, po a post on Facebook, a picture. That picture, maybe my hair is done, makeup, nails, etc. However, I get one like, if that, or no likes. Then I put a picture on that isn't taken very well. The position isn't fantastic. The lighting isn't great. No makeup. There's a little bit of blur in the photo. So the photo does not look very good at all. And I'll have 50 likes and 10 comments. I don't understand. I can tell you, I do not know what people want. Influencers, on the other hand, maybe they do know. Maybe that is how they become influencers. Because they have this, this sort of golden nugget of information. Many of us, when we put information out there, we have no idea how the information will be received. So therefore, 
When you are desperate, for example, to get the fame, to get the likes and attention, you will push the bar and walk on the railway tracks and take your life. You will hold your cell phone in the toilet as you suffocate yourself and you will die as a consequence because you want followers. There's even the bucket challenge, getting a bucket of ice and pouring it on yourself or others. Some of these things appear to be harmless, but in reality, often they are not because people get injured in the process. I even saw a video on the internet of these men who had shorts that were dissolvable. I don't believe they were dissolvable per se. I believe that the seams were dissolvable. And so therefore, when they wore these shorts, whatever the material was made of, the shorts would actually fall off. And so these men were exposed. People commented, many people said, we don't find this funny. How is this funny and entertaining? I watched the video to the end, but truth be told, I did not find it funny. I did not find it entertaining. I didn't really get it. These men were exposing themselves. That's indecent exposure. I did not understand what was the purpose of this. And that is what is sad. We are so desperate for fame, for attention, that we do things to embarrass one another. We have women who are trying to embarrass their boyfriends by making them go to the store and purchase things that do not exist, that makes them humiliated. We have guys doing things to women. Things have changed now. And I think one of the concerns that I have is when we make these ridiculous, stupid, foolish videos, have we ever sat back and thought about, well, what about when you go for a new job? What about when you're seeking a promotion? Okay, and the panel of interviewers come together and one of them has seen your stupid video on TikTok. We've got to use wisdom. The Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge is, seems to be one of the reasons why people are doing things without even thinking or considering the consequences. Death is one of the most serious and severe consequences. When we have a relationship with God, we believe and we're convinced we'll have life with him and life abundantly. But what about when you don't know that? What about when you don't have that security? You die and what happens next? And let's be realistic. Unless you're feeling suicidal, the reason why you make this video, why you take these photos is because you want something, attention, fame. Of course, realistically speaking, most people don't want the fame when they die. It's too late. There are many artists and painters who are dead, singers too. And when they died, their music really took off. Their artwork really took off. But of course, they're not here to see it. So you have to consider when you do anything, what is the consequence? When you know your child is addicted to social media, what is the consequence of that addiction? I believe these parents cared about their daughter. They love their daughter. They did not expect their daughter to die. I don't think so. But the fact of the matter is they knew their daughter is engaging in this challenge. Did they even know what the challenge was? That is one of the issues sometimes where parents don't fully know what their children get up to. They might say, oh, my child likes anime without re realizing their child has been or will be exposed to pornography through animated pornography. The point is we live in a world where things are moving so fast paced, we become very busy. We become very consumed with what is going on around us. There are so many different things we can be getting involved in. For me, I do a podcast. I do another podcast. I do a Zoom. I have many platforms. That means my life is busy and occupied. But we should not allow ourselves to become so occupied that we're not able to really get to know what people are getting involved in. I know of many people who have been through very difficult starts in life, abuse, domestic violence. For some reason, people seem to tell me their stories. I honestly don't know why that is. I'm not a healer. I'm not a counselor, a therapist. I'm not a savior. I'm just a person. But every minute somebody is telling me I was abused. I was abused. I was abused. 
People have all got their own skeletons in their closet. Every one of us has that. But sadly, there are many people who do not know what is going on in the lives of people around them because of busyness. Let's make it a, a, a requirement almost. I, I encourage you to, to find time in your day, time in your week to actually build intimate relationships with the people around you. I'm not even talking about romantically speaking for those who are single. I'm talking about the people around you. That means watch your daughter when she's doing her TikTok. Observe your son when he's on his video games. Spend time. Yes, you have other things to do, but think about it in hindsight. If these parents filmed their daughter doing the challenge, she would not have died. They would have been able to unloosen that belt. They would have been able to give her CPR. But unfortunately, that was not the case. It is not about being a hovercraft parent, but it's about the fact that if we can prevent our children from engaging in challenges where their life will be taken by a train, by a belt, then what can we do? We can do something by being involved, by being the person behind the camera. The thing is, though, most parents are busy. Most parents lack the patience or the interest because they see this as foolishness. Yes, it might be foolishness, but when your child is dead and you have to bury them, it isn't foolishness anymore. And I don't believe this child was trying to take her own life, as I've said. I don't believe it was suicidal. If it was suicidal, I'm sure it would have been done in a very different way. And that is sad. So I want to encourage you. It is not about having children of your own. It's about the children that are around you. Get to be in their lives. Get to be a part of what they do. As best as you can, keep your comments concerning foolishness to yourself. But at least this way, you are there. You know what they're getting up to. You know what they're doing. Yeah, okay, your child's playing a video game. But when you can see what they're exposing themselves to, you're able to understand why they act out in certain ways. When your child is engaging sexually at a young age, you don't know what the reason is. That may be because of the things they're watching on their cell phone. Because they've been abused by the neighbor next door who you trust and leave your child with. At the end of the day, no matter what it is, we need to get to understand the people around us. With children, you have the authority over them. With adults, it's a little different. But make relationship, talk to people, have conversation. Because for all you know, by you being there, you can save and prevent your child from end up taking their own life completely unintentionally. Thank you for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret? I trust that the information has been useful to you. I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as abuse, it enables us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered each week, then please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, Can You Keep a Secret? You can follow me, message or email me so that I can answer your questions in upcoming episodes. We can all learn from one another and this is an educational series that I hope will impact and change not just your life but also that of the people around you. You can find all my contact details on my website, changingcases.org. That's changing, C-A-S-E-S dot org. Remember to share this podcast with friends and family members. There are victims and survivors in your world. You just don't know it. But if we can all be educated, then the world will be a safer place. Please tune in next week for another episode. Keep a secret. Keep a secret. Can you-